This is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. They're running a strange program, y'all. Now, here's Frank Morano. side of midnight. I'm Frank Morano. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, hopefully you had a nice weekend. I certainly did. Uh, a lot of fun stories from this weekend. I will share some of them with you throughout the course of the morning. Uh, a lot to get to today. A couple of quick notes. One, let me wish a happy Rosh Hashanah to all of our Jewish listeners. This is a Big day. Uh, This is a happy Jewish holiday. It seems like a lot of the Jewish holidays, and I don't pretend to be an expert in Jewish holidays, but uh, it seems like a lot of the Jewish holidays are kind of dour. They're kind of depressing. But uh, Rosh Hashanah is no question a big day. It's a Jewish New Year, and I'm sure a lot of you uh, were partying hardy, drinking your Manischewitz at the matzah ball drop at midnight. So let me wish you Shona Tova to everybody that celebrates an action-packed show. Uh, I did not expect to have any guests today because I like to do that once in a while. Just do a show where uh, I just riff, tell some stories, take some calls, etc. But we got word that... The Other Side of Midnight proudly presents breaking news. Former governor of New Jersey, Jim Florio has uh, passed away. Now, uh, listeners of WABC in New York and New Jersey will no doubt remember Jim Florio. And this I hate to say this, but this is how mostly I remember Jim Florio uh, by how Bob Grant pilloried him. Uh, Not only would he call Jim Florio flib flab Florio, but he would vow to make the state of New Jersey Florio free in 1993, which he did. With his advocacy on on the part of uh, Christine Todd Whitman, and uh, he was somebody I uh, I got to meet him a couple times, booked him on a couple of radio shows. An interesting guy. He was uh, very well known as a congressman for some time from Brooklyn originally. Originally, had served in the U.S. Navy uh, for a while and actually achieved the rank of uh, lieutenant commander. A guy that seemed pretty tough. Um, even when he was, you know, in uh, political fights. So he's an interesting guy. Always, even his uh, political opponents, even Bob Grant in later years, had nothing but good things to say about him as a person. He really was hurt by going back on his pledge not to raise taxes. He ran for governor back in 1989 on a pledge not to raise taxes and then did exactly the opposite, and that hurt him in terms of his election, his, you know, he had tried to run for governor three times uh, before ultimately being successful. Well, he was successful in his third attempt. And he actually tried to run against an incumbent Democrat, Brendan Byrne, and then uh, ran against Tom Kane, lost to Brendan Byrne, lost to Tom Kane, and then won in 89, and then was defeated by Christine Todd Whitman in 93. 
And we're hoping to have David Wildstein from the New Jersey Globe on in a second. He can confirm this. But I believe in doing so, I would think Jim Florio has got to be the only major candidate, maybe not, uh, who actually lost to three different New Jersey governors. Uh, here to straighten us out and tell us a little bit more about Jim Florio is the managing editor of the New Jersey Globe, David Wildstein. Hello, David. Hey, Frank. How are you? Good. Uh, thanks for joining me. Thanks for uh, pointing out this uh, breaking news to our attention. Of course. Uh, so before we uh, talk about Jim Florio's tenure as governor, what was he like as a person? I imagine you knew him for quite a long time. Uh, what kind of a guy was he? God, I remember him from when I was a kid, and he was he was running for Congress. I mean, he 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 was a statesman, and people didn't always agree with him, but he did what he thought was right, even if it, it was to his own political peril. And and he was a tough guy. I mean, he never. He never gave up those roots from Brooklyn. I mean, he was he was a he he was a fighter as a kid. I mean, became a boxer, went into the Navy. Uh, he when he believed in something, he gave it his all. And and you know, at the end of somebody's career, that's really what you want somebody to say about you. I, I one of the things I've really struggled to understand in New Jersey is why there's such a stigma of running off the line and not running if you're not the party line candidate there's a the big hesitance to actually run florio actually ran if i'm remembering the history correctly against an incumbent democrat for governor in brendan Byrne. is that accurate in 77 he did he, did. he was uh, uh he had gotten elected to the house in in 74 so he was a two-term congressman brendan Byrne uh be, started advocating for the state income tax and uh, uh, had a lot of problems with his own party. So there were 10 candidates in that primary. And and Florio came in with a strong base in South Jersey uh, and came in fourth. But he, he took on an incumbent governor. And that, that doesn't happen uh, very often uh, at all. Oh, no. I mean, especially – I don't think it happens in any state regularly, but especially in uh, in New Jersey it doesn't. I remember that race against Tom Kane in 1981. That was a race that attracted national attention. Uh, I know. I think uh, my friend Roger Stone actually worked on that campaign on behalf of uh, of Tom Kane. He did, and, and he has, did. has talked to me about that race a bit. Why was that such a big deal? That Kane versus Florio race in '81. So these were these were two guys who won crowded fields in the primary, both making. Their second run, Kane had run in '77 also and lost the primary, and this was the this was the closest race in New Jersey history. I mean, it was it wasn't over until uh, right right around Thanksgiving. Uh, it was recount after recount. They wound up changing the recount laws as a result of that race because what yeah. would happen is is it, it was only about 1,500 votes statewide. I mean, it was it was razor thin. So every time. Kane would claw back a lead, he would say, remember, you have to pay for recounts. So you have to pay for each machine that you open up and recount. So Kane would get ahead and he'd say, okay, I'm winning. I'm not paying for a recount anymore. And then Florio would have to run to court and say, now I want a recount. And Florio would jump ahead and then Kane would do it. And they were leapfrogging back and forth. And and uh, this race was 
this race was the closest in New Jersey history. I mean, and it just uh, uh, and it was, it was two guys who really went at each other. They they became respectful of each other in later years, but they they didn't like each other, and it was it was a tight race. In uh, 1989, when he finally won, he made sort of this George. H.W. Bush type yeah. promise to not raise taxes. He subsequently went went back on that. Was that what spelled his uh, his defeat when he ran against Christy Whitman in '93? Yeah, that was that was the you know it, it's 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 complex in the sense that he came right in and and raised taxes right away, and it wasn't just a little increase; it was a two point eight billion dollar increase, mm. and and. It created there was there was this movement called Hands Across New Jersey, uh, probably the greatest grassroots effort ever. You know our, our friends at one hundred one five uh, in New Jersey just 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 latched on that. It really is what put them on the map, and and you know Florio Florio did, and, and he regretted it in late he he didn't regret it in later years actually. He it was just it was sort of a a a. a, a, a pitfall of of how he tried to govern but an entire generation of democrats got wiped out republicans Mm. won the senate they won the assembly they were in veto-proof margins but the real news there is that floria was the most unpopular governor probably since william franklin sided with king george (laughs) uh you know and, and 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 was the most unpopular governor until chris christie came around but but he came back and he fought back and that race against Whitman. I mean, at the start, everybody thought Whitman was a sure winner. That race was only about 26,000 votes. So Florio, despite his unpopularity, he almost clawed back to a second term. And that was that was an extraordinary race by him. Uh, talking with David Wildstein, he is the almanac of New Jersey politics. You can read his uh, incredible reporting in the New Jersey Globe. Also, there's some great YouTube videos which uh, really take you in-depth in uh, not only national politics, but especially into the weeds on New Jersey politics. There's nobody that knows more. Very quickly, as the as a talk radio fan, I have to ask about where reality meets the myth. Uh, the the people that were big proponents and big fans of Bob Grant, and I was a friend of Bob's yeah. and uh, a fan of Bob's. They give Bob a lot of credit for his anti-Florio advocacy and uh, that the role that may have played in his 93 re-election. Did Bob's constant refrain of making the state Florio-free in 1993 actually have an impact on New Jersey it, it, voters? It sure did. It sure did. And it, I mean, that uh, Bob, Bob Grant's, you know, let a, helped lead a, a movement there that, that moved the state on Florio. It was really... Uh, really wasn't television because, as, as as you know, New Jersey doesn't have its own TV station. It, it shares it with New York and Philadelphia. Talk radio really drove mm-hmm. Florio's negatives. And, and Grant, you know, people forget it. There was a lot of talk about him running for the U.S. Senate uh, in '94, based upon uh, based upon the the name that he had built for himself, uh, taking on Governor Florio. Yeah, and I know in 2000, when it looked like Whitman was going to run, he was really thinking about it, uh, running at that point as well. Uh, But um, I know he tried to make a bit of a political comeback, Florio did, uh, running for U.S. Senate but lost to Corzine a few years later. What did what did Jim Florio spend the last few decades of his life doing? How did he spend his post governorship? So after after he lost the Senate primary, he uh, I mean, he he was in private business and he was uh and he and he 
he did a lot of uh, uh, work with with some banks in New York, and he, he had a law firm. One of his partners was Doug Steinhardt, the former Republican oh. state chairman. Uh, had a big law firm and, uh, and really never gave up on that. He went back to this lifelong flight, fight in, in protecting the environment. Mm. It was cleaning up super funds and, and – uh, protecting the the Pinelands in South Jersey, you know, these were things that he he had done when he was a young assemblyman. Went back to it as a former governor, and uh, I mean, he was he was at something last week, uh, 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 advocating for environmental causes. I know he was uh, eighty five when he passed away yesterday. Do we know anything about the circumstances of his passing? I don't know. He 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 had some health issues over the last few years, uh, but but. Uh, and it, it slowed him down a little bit, but but not completely. Mm. David Wildstein, it is always a treat to talk with you. Thank you so much for uh, joining us last Thanks minute. Thanks for like having this. me on, Frank. Uh, David Wildstein.